You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 92, The Road to 250, an Eric Larson Finterview. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that knows to stay six feet away from anyone else. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. And welcome back to another episode of the Savage Fincast, where we uh, talk about Eric Larson's seminal book, Savage Dragon. Uh, We had a very special episode where, once again, we're going to be interviewing Eric Larson, who has graced us with his presence. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had him on, too long, really. And in these uh, trying times, these these uncertain times, we figure now would be a great time just to chew the fat, pick his brain, see what he thinks of this whole situation and the current status of Savage Dragon as a result. So, uh, without further ado, let's get going. So, once again, we're joined by Eric Larson, creator of Savage Dragon. Uh, friend of the show comes on whenever we ask. Really, we're really blessed. Hey, hi, Eric. Hey, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Oh, absolutely. Welcome back. It's been a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah, we uh, yeah. kept kept meaning to have you. Changed. A lot has changed. <laughs> yeah. so, so suddenly, you turned into a robot. I don't know what happened there, but. <laughs> it's this new healthcare. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so awesome. It's it's been crazy though. I didn't realize until we started looking at it how long it had been since we last talked. We last talked when issue two thirty nine dropped, and that was back in October two thousand eighteen. And it was like, wow. I know we kept we kept pushing it and saying, you know, I want to hold off till right before two fifty, but. I feel like with the slowdown of the industry and there's still a lot to cover that we haven't talked to you about, especially the Marvel work and, um, you know, the six or seven issues we still haven't hit on in Savage Dragon. So here we are. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. I don't even remember. 237. That was was the first half of the City (laughs) Under Siege two-parter. Should I grab these issues? Did I have? I wouldn't worry too much about it. Nah. Yeah, we're not going to get. We're not like gritty. those other podcasts I'm, that grill you on the minutia. Sitting here, sitting here, got it all going on. <laughs> Don't worry, we're not going to quiz you. That, that's not the idea. It is amazing how much shit I forget. <laughs> that's you know, why I have the wiki. <laughs> Don't need to feel it's, bad. At all about that. Uh, the most, the most basic, basic stuff. I'll be sitting there doing this, doing an issue, and then be like, 
oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, shit. I had, I had him doing that. No, he doesn't even know about that. Yeah. That is <laughs> He's wearing the patch on the wrong eye. <laughs> well, I just was just, well, that happens too. <laughs> I was just looking, there's, uh, what's, her, what's her name with a fever with her, with, has a mole over her lip. Yeah. And, uh, and Frank Bosco was gone. I, I forgot to put the I forgot to put the mole over and let you add the <laughs> So I was like, I'll I'll just add that digitally. And then I went I was like, well, what the hell, which side is that on? And I thought I knew. And then I went to the wiki and I was like, oh no, it's on the other side. And what I didn't know is that the wiki is actually flipped. So oh, no. it's oh, yeah. on the wrong side. And oh. the wiki oh. and I look at the actual comics, it sits on the like oh okay i guess i better change it back now that's when you gotta write a a bullshit narrative explanation (laughs) well the the wiki's super helpful on all sorts of stuff where i'll be like wait a minute what is she that that character last appeared in and what did they look like last time they showed up you know just to be able to 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 make a list of oh that's 246 248 and just be able to have that is like so so helpful. Yeah, um, even if there's how not long an image. Hair? <laughs> but even if there's not an image on the wiki, at least you can look up the, the book and, yeah, and grab so the book. The issue. Yeah, I, I don't know. After having 250 plus issues, like, you know, how like someone like Todd McFarlane, I guess he probably has a wiki for Spawn or someone made one, but how you'd go back and look it's through all that. You know. characters in the book. His is easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I got the Spawn and I got the Violator and then there's, I'm sure there's another one. It's like, come on. <laughs> I am so glad you said it because I was thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can keep track of that guy. He was in the previous issue. Like, okay. <laughs> Uh, dude. <laughs> so, so how are things going with you in this whole COVID thing? Has it impacted your life much at all, or? Is, oh, it's uh... awesome! <laughs> I never yeah. have to leave the house, and then I never have to have an excuse for why I never leave the house. You know, usually it would be like, "Oh, do you have to work this weekend?" Now it's like. Yep. Is it even the weekend? I don't know. <laughs> Is today any different than yesterday? You work every single day. What the hell? Why not? What else are we going to do? What else you got going on? All right. Let's, let's do that. Awesome. It's a joke <laughs> among the uh, cartoonist buddies of mine that this is actually like a cartoonist wet dream because we can just, yeah, we have, we can get work done. Yeah. Except so for like, Raven. Raven's what else are we going to do? <laughs> do you, is it just you and your wife now, or your kids still live with you? Uh, my youngest is home from school because they closed it. So they, oh, right. he's, he's in college, he's right? Doing, yeah, so he's doing, he's doing his college work, but he's doing it, uh, what do you call it? Remotely? Like tele... tele- remotely, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, it gets, I know for me, like I have myself and my wife both working from home and two little ones. And so, I don't know, going on week four or five, it's starting to get a little haywire. 
they get a little antsy. I mean, for <laughs> when when our oldest moved out, we we're kind of I mean, instantly. At one point, it was like, do you know? And then our youngest went to school and was like, it's kind of a big house for two people. And that right. and now it's oh, this is awesome. <laughs> we can actually. <laughs> Go. You can actually kind of go for a walk in our house. <laughs> it's almost like exercise because there's. It's just you know it's an old Victorian, so right. It's like on the on the ground floor. There's like a labyrinth you, in there. You can kind of make a circle. You can make a circle because one side's the kitchen and then the other side's dining room, sitting room, all that stuff. So you can make a loop there. Like, oh, this is awesome. This works. <laughs> and you, you're so you're in San Francisco, but you live in like a touristy area, right? So it's probably pretty quiet yeah. nowadays, right? Yeah, it's really quiet now. That's kind of cool too. I know LA; they're all marveling that they can see things because of the smog reduction. You got anything like? Is it kind of like that? Like, are you guys marveling at the cleanness? <laughs> no, not really. It's it's, <laughs> it's right on the the ocean anyway, so it okay, doesn't yeah. really get super super smoggy. It does get foggy, and that hasn't changed. So there's there's none of that. There, I guess there's some areas of town where where suddenly wildlife at night is just like I guess we're using these streets now and just kind of <laughs> wandering around. But uh, otherwise, it's. It's just less traffic in general. Um, yeah. We're kind of near Golden Gate Park, so you can look out and see people walking around and jogging and shit like that. And it's like, yeah. all right, you guys are going too close to one another. <laughs> I get that. That's not what you're supposed to be doing, folks. Come on. But... So we can kind of look at people. Well, there's people outside. We haven't been out there, but we can look and see them. So we've been so, good. We've been sheltering. I know your, your role with Image as like the CFO. Does that impact with this whole like shutdown with the you know the industry? Have you been involved on that front with the company and, and looking at things? And has it kept you busy? Some, uh, I mean. The the biggest impact there, at least initially, was that Diamond wasn't paying anybody, and I was like, "Well, that kind of hurts money flow." Yeah, with Diamond not paying anybody, that's that's not cool. Especially with Image, so, right? Because if they don't pay you, you guys can't pay your guys or pay the. Yeah, we we can't pay not only people in the office, but the people who've done the books, you know, and so we've got book deals and we're using them as our distributor for books mm. and they don't send monthly checks on that. They send like quarterly checks. And so it's like, Hey, Hey, Hey creators, all your December royalties haven't, aren't, aren't forthcoming because these guys have shut the doors and it's like, well, that's, that's no good for anybody. It's a, but, it's a rough situation for everyone. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's and that's just it. It's like, look, it's everybody's got it rough. It's not just you, buddy. Right. You know, don't, don't think you're special. <laughs> really bad luck that basically all the uh, 
distribution stopped the day 248 was supposed to come out. It was uh, unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's right there. But, you know, on, on the other hand, I can kind of just go, uh, yeah, but it kind of starts a chain of events. And it's better that the break be between 247 and 248 than 248 and 249. I think that would be a, a tougher weight. I see. Agreed. So I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I, I don't like it. But if there's going to be a break, I'd rather it be before a mm. thread of stories can funnel one end into the next than than the other. But, oh well. <laughs> right. So um. Gosh. So, you know, a lot's happened since the last time we had you on. So let's just back up a bit. So last year, Marvel brought you in to do a a one-page for their big Marvel Comics 1000 issue, as well as a story for that Spider-Man going big one-shot. And then earlier this year, of course, we got your full one-shot Captain America the End issue. So we've all just been kind of wondering, uh, like, what, what, how did that all come about? Did Marvel, well, we assume Marvel approached you, but how did, like, getting to do that Captain America book come about? Uh, each one of those was just uh, various isolated editors deciding on their own to just give me a, a buzz and, huh. and say, hey, let's let's do this. You want, you, we want to do this. You're interested in doing this. So that's really what what that came about it was it was three different people with three different approaches and three different ways of working with me and and the whole nine yards and it was just like let's try this out and see how we like it and take it from there what did they happen all pretty much at the same time or were they spaced out or yeah pretty pretty close to one another it was it was sort of, I think it was, oh, this guy's willing to do stuff for us after the first one. Mm-hmm. And, and Which was, was the first one, all the, right, the 1,000? Well, yes, you're willing to do one page, are you willing to do yeah. 10 pages? Me, you're willing <laughs> to do 10, are you willing to do, you know, 30? And it's like, all right. They just the tipped you. <laughs> <laughs> What would be a, if you had the preference? Did you, you like doing like the kind of the anthology one shot, like with the three stories and doing ten pages, or would you rather do a full store, a full page, and a full, uh, uh, full issue? issue? Yeah, I, I like full issues, but thirty is too, that's too much. Yeah, that's a tough one because it's just you, it never seems to end. You just started and just like, ah, are we, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And you just, you never get there. I mean, it is an issue and a half of Dragon 20 plus 10 there. So yeah. it's the same equivalent and, but, time wave. But assume. Dragon, there's this thing where I kind of, it the, the first half of an issue with Dragon takes about three weeks and then the last half takes about a week. So it's just this, getting there getting there getting there and once you're over the over the top it's like we the, the end of the roller coaster you know 
and, and it's mm -hmm. sort of you got to ramp up to get there. But once you're there, it's all clear sailing. And with this Captain America thing, it's like, okay, I'm ten pages in, and there's still no we. <laughs> still not. And even when you get to the halfway point, it's like this still feels like I'm not halfway there because I've still got 15 pages to go. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I've got I'm 20 pages in before suddenly it kind of feels like, okay, here we are, here we're going. But yeah, that one took me a while. Oh, it's different a... from 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 two twenty five. Two twenty five was a, a longer issue. It was a forty page story, mm -hmm. but I didn't sit down and and write that as a forty page story. What happened is I just started drawing it, and so I would just did it page by page by page as I went, and it was kind of this this story will be as long as this story is, and so I never. It, it was a it was a different kind of experience. Uh, that's all I can say. It it still seemed like it took forever, but it definitely felt different. It's funny because as a reader, it, it definitely didn't feel like a slog. Like the pacing on that was super tight. Uh, it, it felt like really just it moved along. Well, it's good. <laughs> I'm glad that worked. <laughs> yeah, we, we couldn't tell. That, but the, in terms of working with with editorial, I mean, I gave I gave uh, the editor a paragraph, and that was here's here's my plot, and it was like <laughs> it was it was really bare bones, nothing. Like I hope to accomplish this, and off we go. So that that part of it was was pretty nice that it, that. It, at one point, the the colorist was like, "Could you send me the, could you send me the script to see if there's any notes in there?" And it's like, well, <laughs> "Nope, there is, there is nothing." <laughs> uh, which is awesome. I mean, that's that's kind of the the working method on Savage Dragon. You just kind of make a comic book. Well, I got I Do said you, it, I said it last time because we reviewed it in our last episode that feels like a different kind of comic than what Marvel usually publishes these days. It really feels unique. And yeah. I, it, it's, it's kind of, it was what I wanted, what I was going for is for it to feel like a, like an, a traditional Jack Kirby kind of comic. That's why I was using the, the sort of standard grids that were used back in the day, you know, six, panel grids or four panel or whatever. Yeah. There's real squares and rectangles and no fancy stuff, no bursting borders or any craziness like that. Real traditional. I wanted the characters to, to look like not, I'm not sitting there going, I want to nail Jack. I want this to look like Jack drew it, but to, to be like, well, these are clearly the same characters drawn by a different artist sort of yeah. thing so you so you go all right it feels like the way captain america should look the way he's built the way he, he moves or whatever so that that was that was kind of fun and then you know writing wise yeah it feels a little different from some marvel comics because stuff actually happened <laughs> Shots fired. 
going to put the whole... Uh, uh, we, we were talking about it, and to me it felt like an issue that would have fit right in with, like, you know, Captain America and early issue 190s or 200s, like when Jack returned. Um, it just... I mean, the coloring is different, but if it was more flat, it would feel like it would fit right in with that stuff. It was awesome. Like, even some of the faces, I felt like, look like Kirby faces, like the Red Skull getting punched. Uh, and one one uh, panel almost looks like that weird, like, uh, cap face he's making in, like, one of those early 200 issues when he got, like, is got all beat up by the Red Skull. He's got those weird eyes and stuff. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, swollen eyes. Yeah, I definitely but, uh, had those comics out and about when I was when I was working on that issue. Like, I gotta keep it, this semi on model. Yeah, I mean, it felt like the Mad Bomb type thing, where you know you got the, the virus that spread over, over and people are going crazy, and it was it was a lot of fun. We 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 had a lot of fun reading it and and talking about it and. Uh, you know, I feel like if Marvel had more comics like this that were fun, I would I would be into it. <laughs> As but, would uh, I. Yeah. It, it was a great story. It, it really wow. was. It was fun. Done in one. It, it was. You know, we didn't know where it was going towards the end, where he was like kind of giving up, and it's like, where does this go from here? But uh, it was cool. Awesome, man. Thanks. One- <laughs> one, one last thing I just got to ask because it just I was always curious every time I saw you talk about it. You mentioned that the shield was a bitch to deal with. Like yeah. in what way? Just keeping those, keeping the, 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 them the same distance apart. And, and I don't uh, have circle templates that are that are that big and that perfect that uh, I can just draw it exactly right uh also i decided for whatever reason i wanted to draw the shield how jack had done it and jack didn't put any like sheen on it at all so there was no disguising it there was just there was nothing to hide behind so when it looked a little off it it looked a little off um so there was a, a fair amount of tampering uh digitally afterwards to just go all right let's square this up a bit and not have it look quite so funky and fix fix it in post there's a bit of fixing things in post did you do that one uh did you do that one shot uh twice up or did you do it like a more standard size um i did i did not do that twice up i did it uh Basically, I, I used the, the, the same boards, but I drew um, not the same twice up boards. I used the same regular comics boards, but instead of, uh, uh, I just pretended that there was no such thing as bleeds, and I just drew drew the pages as big as they could on the standard boards, and then um, I added the the bleed in post. So I just took the page and put it on a on a on a bigger page so that it was because nothing in that book bled there was there was except for the double page spread nice cool um 
that book probably had more sound effects than like a whole year's catalog of Marvel <laughs> comics. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. The, I know the one thing I kind of took away from it a little bit, it seemed like it was getting annoying, was because they, they printed uh, that uh, Stan Lee was created, uh, that Captain America created, was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And uh, that was kind of disappointing that it kind of pulled a little bit of the shine off by that. It seemed like people got fixated on that. I know. And 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 idiots are sitting there going, yeah, you know I got it wrong? Eric Larson. It's like, yeah. Really? really? They said that? <laughs> you think, do you think I'd get that wrong? You, you <laughs> yeah, <there>? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well. I never saw that. Like, I never saw anybody giving you the blame. No, I didn't either. I just saw <laughs> In people. In fact, Liefeld on. shit right on that editor directly. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's fucked up other books I've worked on. I'm like, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't like to name names. I don't even know what happened. But but it's you know the same editors got a lot of stuff going on. You don't know. It's not an assistant or somebody in the office and they just they they reuse those things as some kind of a template and he edits the fantastic four or whatever so it's like yeah i can i can see how this could happen yeah yeah figure maybe like eight out of ten marvel books have created by jack kirby and stanley on them so yeah <laughs> right so it's like okay this is this is what this is how long did it take you to get through the 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 end uh, book? I know you said it's uh, a month and a half. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, more than I would have liked. I mean, it's yeah. it's basically an issue, an issue and a half. So it take, took about an issue and a half worth of time. Right, and then with the the Spider Man going big, was that almost like the same deal where you just turned in a real brief script i mean obviously the, the story is a lot shorter i don't remember what i said like i gave him something of an outline it, it wasn't it wasn't long it was fairly brief and i think the, i mean the, the same thing with a one pager it's like well, what can i what can i tell you if i <laughs> any plot is going to be as long as the script really because there's hardly any there wasn't that much dialogue. Even. Yeah, right. Here's what happens. Yeah. It, I'd just like to see like their face. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to use Nightshade as the villain. It's like, we've got Eric Larson back for Spider-Man. Like, who is he going to use? You know, which of the Sinister Six is he going to use? Is it going to be Venom? Who's he going to? Yeah, we're going to go with Nightshade. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why what? Nightshade? Was was that uh, just kind of... I, I thought... I always thought she was a cool visual, and I, I thought because she does that whole werewolf thing, it would give him a whole <laughs> whole shit ton of people he could be smacking around. <laughs> this is how you should think about using villains. Everyone else is going, hmm, who's got I history? Think when you go into it, you kind of should look at, at the, what they have, and what they have is they've got tons and tons and tons of characters, many of which have hardly been used at all, and then a few of which have been used in excess. Right. And yeah. I think you kind of should look at that whole thing and go, who's cool-looking that hasn't appeared a million times? 
and right. and go, oh fuck, Stingray! How come nobody's using Stingray? He's awesome. Let's use Stingray. <laughs> I mean, why right. why wouldn't you do that rather than going, oh, let's do a let's do a Doctor Octopus story. Everybody loves him. Yeah, yeah. Right now. I'll bet if Venom shows up, that'll be a surprise. Like, really? And it's like, if, I, if we could go three years without ever seeing the Joker again, that would be, that would be great. Bad news, now enough. there's three Jokers. I am. It's like, yeah, let's make our characters less unique. Let's just make them all the same fucking guy. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> Uh, um, it was a cool it was a cool little story though like you said there's a lot of like villains a lot of all the werewolves so you could smack around for a quick kind of was it 10 pages i think yeah um, you know 10 pages get a double page spread in there yeah. <laughs> oh, and two splash, splash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it was really like let's just make the most of this we got we got a little bit of space you know, and you have to write ten pagers as in a, a different kind of way than you do uh, a longer story. But whatever, it's all good. Uh, and then, on top of that, you had uh, your art was featured in the Spider-Man uh, movie, the Spider-Verse movie, which was cool because it, it was like right in the beginning, and it was like one page of comic book art, huge on the screen. It was like, oh crap, I know that. That's Eric's art. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was kind of neat. Yeah, that was, that was definitely like, oh, all right then. <laughs> Somebody somewhere has that original, and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all me. But yeah, um, it, it was. it's just strange that he, like, it was like, oh, 2019 is like, all of a sudden, all these, this Marvel work is coming out, and it was like, Oh, this is great on one hand. I love it. On the other hand, it's we we're talking about less Savage Dragon. But, you know, I feel I like... Know. I know. <laughs> I really slacked off. It's, it's nice to get a little bit of a break every now and then to do something different. And I've, I've yeah, done yeah. a lot of little different things here and there. But, yeah, you do miss it. And you, it's like, oh, I, I, want, I want what I want. <laughs> It was cool, though. Well, uh, sorry to interrupt there, Craig, real quick. Just like we were sort of talking about it, like, you know, when you do Savage Dragon, like, or any one thing exclusively for so long, it's kind of easy for, like, fan bases to just write you off. And it was kind of cool. We've noticed that, like, even on the Facebook page, there's been an influx of new readers, or, I mean, new members. And we kind of maybe think that, like, you know, that Marvel work, it is nice, sort of a little come up for air. Say, hey, everybody, Eric Larson's still here. He's still making. Yes, they still publish Savage Dragon. Every fucking, it's published as much as I can. Like, come on, come, <laughs> yeah. I'm still alive. That's, don't call it a comeback. Yeah. It's actually good. Like, it's actually probably good for Dragon for you to just poke your head out and do other shit for a while. Uh-huh. Good. Or do you not? Or do you not feel that way? <laughs> uh. As long as it's not, as long as it's not a situation where they've got a choice, I think that can be something where you go, well, if I'm if I'm choosing between Eric Larson on Spider Man and Eric Larson on Savage Dragon, I got to go with Spider Man. I always loved his Spider Man, but if it's 
you know, there's a break here and and there's something else. That that kind of works. I think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm nuts, but <laughs> then then it's like I'm I'm leading you back. Come on back. <laughs> got over here. Uh. Well, hopefully that's how it works. I mean, that's is again we've no way to tell. You know, COVID 19s fucking shit up. But oh, yeah. like at least at least on the Facebook side of things, like there's been a flow, a steady flow of new blood. Or maybe it's old blood that just realized you were, you yeah, know, still Raven, in the you're game. Talking, Raven, you're talking about mm-hmm. the fan group page on Facebook, right? Right. Yep. So as yeah, admins, definitely. we approve everyone who joins, so we generally get, you know, a couple of yeah. a couple of alerts every day that someone's looking to, looking to join up. Yeah, it's just it seems like it's been really steady after all the Marvel work. It just it's weird like that. And people are sticking on talking Savage Dragon, so and, and I've noticed a bunch of people saying I've oh, yeah jumped back on. And the other thing I've noticed too is I feel like with this um, this epidemic, I've also noticed people saying, "Well, I need some new stuff to read." And uh, there's this big catalog of Savage Dragon books. So I'm going to dive in. I've, I've honest to God, I've noticed three or four different people recently that have said that. And so yeah, there's a good, some good aspects of this. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's there's plenty of it for for, for people who are sitting there wanting something to do. So, uh, okay, read. I think it. this guy. I saw a guy say so he just bought a lot of like fifties. Like, I hope I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too, buddy. And then we also had, um, and I don't know if we talked to you about this, but I mean, you were involved in some aspects the um, back in the day, but now this the the Ninja Turtles Urban Legends have kind of been going on, and we're getting towards the the issues. It's, it's kind of screwed Frank Fosco over the artist and Gary um, Carlson, but we're getting right to the end with the they wrap this up the new issues, and this happens, you know, and it's like, uh, but. What are your thoughts on on seeing that in color, which is kind of cool because I know that was like the original plan back in you know the day if if it you know was economically feasible. And, um, uh, it, it is cool to see it in color. Yeah, I, they they send me comps of all that stuff. So that's nice, right? Because they're still using your covers. Um, yeah, they don't send me those comps. So. Oh really? <laughs> they always send me the other one. That's odd. Like, did anybody? ask for uh for you to do variants for the new issues uh they did uh for the new ones yeah ask, like, no they i don't think they did okay because i'm not doing them right yeah. I, uh, I guess at that point gary was drawing all the covers anyway you you only did like the first few right uh, or, or frank, 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 frank. So i was right, i was frank. inking them uh up through the end oh okay but yeah Frank was drawing him, so it's like ah, it's his, it's his book. Yeah, I've got, you know, I've got my own stuff I need to be doing. So sure, it's it's not you know I think of that book as like almost a Savage Dragon spinoff in ways because it's tied into a lot of what was going on, uh, and it's also its own animal, but it is very closely tied in with the highbrow universe. Yeah, and there it's are a lot. lot of that. It's got a lot of characters from Savage Dragon in it, which is yeah. Kind yeah. Of, Kind of cool that they're getting exposed to a new generation of turtle fans. <laughs> that, 
hopefully would lead them back to Savage Dragon someday. Yeah, yeah, right. But it, it is cool also to to, to see a closure on that story. I mean, it just it was such a bummer. Like you know, like oh, I ne- never got to tie it up, and never thought that that would ever happen. So uh, I'm glad to see that for for Gary and Frank, and you know, even yeah. you for you know, you guys put a lot of work on that back in the day. Yeah, definitely cool. And they don't consult me at this point. They don't. They're not like, but. Uh, Frank does send me pages as he draws them, so it's neat to be able to see everything as it as it comes together. And I oh, send the, the newer. yeah, I send him stuff too. Actually, I'm, I send the when I ever I ink a page, I send it to uh, to Gavin and to Frank. Those are those are the dudes. Those are your guys. That's it, right? <laughs> consulting crew whatever the brain trust <laughs> there it's what do you got going on <laughs> as someone who never read that ninja turtles uh this whole thing has been like craig already said like it's been an awesome savage dragon companion but uh i mean it's just been fantastic like i really was not expecting anything i'm not like the hugest turtles fan but like Gary just really kicked ass. Frank's really turned it up. All those dragon tie-ins are just fantastic. Like Hortus in particular has just been great in that whole series. Yeah, so it's, it's been a fun, fun, fun book, and I'm I am really looking forward to seeing this all finally wrapped up. And then we can all move on with our lives. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was the fun fun part though of like the nineties and stuff to like be able to like develop your characters a little more outside the main title. Um unfortunately I think when you go back and read it now, if you don't get those, sometimes you miss a little bit of development. But, you know, back then it, it you know, it was fun that, that you could spend a couple of pages in another book to, to develop Hordis's character or Vanguard's character or whatever. Yeah. I liked it, and it was it was you know it was nice. It's always nice to have there be some kind of companion book, whether it be Freak Force or Super Patriot or or Deadly Do or you know or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Right. If you if you had to pick a favorite, what was your favorite kind of spinoff? Either you know one I shot mean, or Freak, series. Freak Force is the closest to my heart, just because. I was actually working on it directly. It's just putting words in characters' mouths. Yeah. Um, Deadly Duo is fun, but it is somewhat exhausting to do because it, it it's like writing gag stuff. It's, yeah. It's, it just <laughs> takes more effort than, <laughs> than playing it straight, you know? Sure. I'm sure you're double guessing if things are funny or not. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, man. So I am actually approving an issue as we speak at the printer. I'm clicking clicking off the review OK button. (laughs) Make sure you got your it's. It is versus it's. Yeah, right. I got it. Got it. It's been reviewed by anybody who, who needs to review it. Make sure that I got all my spellings spelled right. 
Uh, I know this page is loaded with typos. Where is it? <laughs> Put the mole on the right side, the patch on the right eye. Right <laughs> so the, the printers uh, are still taking your submissions uh, for whenever they start yeah, up again? Stuff, stuff, well, it's all electronically, so so it's things are just stacking up there. And then when this all is over, then they can just go, okay, now we're printing this, now we're printing that. And they can just go on through the whole thing. So this is cool. So yeah, 249 is out of my hair almost. Wow. (laughs) You were saying, I think, on either Twitter or Facebook that when you're going to write 250, you're, you're going to involve some kind of, you're going to allude to the COVID or something as you're writing. I've got it, it mentioned throughout uh, 249. I couldn't in 248 because it, it was too soon. And I didn't. And then uh, 249, I, you know, when people are sitting there punching in the street, they're just saying, you know, making quips about social distancing it's like we are not <laughs> six feet apart you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> that's hilarious you're gonna have to like write something in the letters column referencing so people 10 years from now or whatever like understand I, I what was going on this is going on i'm also uh putting starting to put dates on on things so it's it's like uh It'll say like, you know, March sixteenth, twenty twenty, is when wow. this page yeah. takes place. You know, and huh. then the, and I'm actually just putting the date, which whenever the date is, as I'm typing it. <laughs> so, so <laughs> you, you you can know. Oh, okay, that's the day he scripted that page. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know I guess you know I wasn't thinking about it until you just mentioned, it, but with the slowdown and if things aren't gonna come out the door for three four months and your book's in real time and you have, you know, two or three year olds that grow fast. Like you got to have some kind of measure. Yeah. Right. It's, it's definitely weird. How does that like with the the kids, because little kids grow so fast, do you find that a little bit of a struggle to kind of keep up with aging them properly or. Yeah. It's something cause there's definitely stuff you have to think about. Like suddenly, suddenly Maddie can talk. And she's got, I mean, it's very rudimentary uh, wording, but suddenly she's able to to ask somebody to read her a book, which right. is something that she she's never said a word before. She's she's been like a baby baby, and now she's talking. Um, and then the uh, uh, you know I was thinking about like. Uh, I always I always forget her name, but uh, Maxine's mom and Kevin, mm-hmm. their kid is like almost two now, and it's like right. the last time we saw the kid, that kid was a baby. And yeah, yeah, it's almost two. What the hell? Um, and I just have to constantly be thinking about, okay, how old is this character now? How old is this? Where where are we at? You know, and how old is is Maxine's mom, for that matter? You know, and so I'm constantly referring to the the wiki to go, okay, let's put some birth dates on these. 
guys or at least birth years on these guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, just to be able to track it somewhat. I need to add a few gray hairs on Alex because now she's uh, yeah. 47 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, those, those, they stack up. <laughs> it's like, holy crap. You know, it's like I started, when I started doing this book, I was 29 years old. Now I'm 57. And it's like all these characters are in this, in the same damn boat, you know? And, and even if you put them in the, earliest they could possibly be at that time and i did like when i when i went to to put down like when is alex's birthday and whatever i made her super young when i established her her birthday but now it's like yeah she's she's an old woman (laughs) there's just there's just no two ways around it you know you can't have 28 years pass and still be sitting there being a kid you know you can't do it yeah we we were laughing like uh we were doing some of our retro reviews of the earlier issues and one time we were looking at one of the up the issues and it was like uh frank uh senior's wife mildred we were like oh wow she used to be hot at one point it was like the first like (laughs) it was the mini series or what it was like oh she's pretty smoking that's mildred (laughs) yeah yeah now she's (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's one of the more extreme ones because I haven't had a lot of characters just get fat, where just this put on a bunch of weight. I guess Cutthroat, yeah, pretty Cutthroat. Uh, barbaric for a little while, and and barbaric uh, for a while, and then it was like, all right, I'm going to be super, yeah, <laughs> so I can't be a big old fat dude, <laughs> you know. But but I haven't rapture. <laughs> she got horrible. Uh, I, gotta, I can't get more fatties in the book. I haven't really had too many people blimp out. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> happens to the best of us. So I think we, we talked that we were saying we last spoke to you. It was issue 239 that we talked about. We're on issue 247 now. And I feel like every time we have you on, I say the same thing. But it's like I feel like so much has happened since we last talked to you because it really has. There's been some really dark points of the book. There's been some, you know humor. There's been a lot of new characters introduced. Um, yeah. And it's really only been seven issues, which is – insanity but i feel like there's like (laughs) cast members now in the book that were just introduced that feel like they've been part of the book for a while like uh greta gearbox and um captain tootsie uh, captain tootsie yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) i'm glad he turned out to be characters that have been in successive issues that suddenly feel like oh yeah this is this is one of the dudes It's what do you think? Like certain characters, I feel like just gel, and I don't know if it's. Uh, I feel like it's maybe a reader response too, but like Captain Tootsie, I feel like is really just kind of taken on, like a cult character type thing with <laughs> the very few issues he's had, but he's really like gotten his own personality in a way, well, almost in a way that I feel like Daredevil didn't get. Like I felt like Daredevil never really clicked or meshed as much as like Captain Tootsie after like two or three <laughs> issues. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, Captain Tootsie, <laughs> Captain Tootsie feels like, like the friend Malcolm needs to 
just talk to sometimes. Like it's Frank. Yeah, yeah. I li- yeah, I like that. I like that he's an he's an older kind of presence. Um, that he's he's got his own history, and then his own his own fan club comes along with it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which I guess him. now that now that they're part of the they're on Earth and they're whatever those kids are going to start aging too. So I need to start tracking them. <laughs> Holy crap! Another another bunch of stuff to worry about. <laughs> we know that uh, we know you've said before you just sort of play it fast and loose, but like, did you ever imagine Captain Fucking Tootsie would become such a like? I think fans like him. I mean, I think he's a fan favorite. <laughs> did you ever see that coming? No, you don't. I didn't see that coming. You don't. You don't yeah, you never know how it works out, but it, it, sometimes it just kind of kind of does, and it's. But it's so, sort of like Powerhouse, too, where, where it's yeah. like, oh, here's an unlikely person for people to just glom on to and go, yeah, he's like, I'm all about Powerhouse. He's <laughs> awesome. Like, what? All right. <laughs> it's it's funny you mention that because during you know this whole kind of shut-in, I've been going back and rereading my old issues. And uh, the, reading the letters page after Powerhouse's first appearance is – hilarious of people like who the hell is this chicken head thing you know like just trashing him and it's like oh man if you only know how cool he would be yeah but uh (laughs) well initially that was gonna his only appearance was gonna be in that one little square in issue 24 (laughs) and that was that was gonna be it and i and i you know the way I work. My my yeah, pencils yeah. can sometimes be kind of rough, um, and I was sitting there, and I had I knew I had to take a, a a page break from something else, and I need knew it was like, all right, I've got two characters that are arguing. Who should? I, and I was on the phone with Jeff Matsuda, and I said, ah, who should I make the other guy? And he goes, oh, the chicken guy. You gotta use it. <laughs> <I'm> like, all <laughs> right. <laughs> So he was a guy that you had created, right? Before, like, when, in yeah, your... I created him when I was like in in fourth grade. So he <laughs> he and Dragon were like the uh, he and Flash Mercury were the old guys. Those right. guys were old school, old comics. Those were like the real early, early, early guys. I mean, there was an earlier Dragon than than uh, Flash Mercury, but he kind of looked kind of looked the same kind of had some of that it, it was it was such a mess i was so just making shit up and then changing my mind completely from story right. to story i mean that's another guy did you ever expect flash mercury to really have command such a presence in the book i mean when he showed people love him too i feel like and it's like yeah was well, he, he those that yeah. i think with both powerhouse and flash mercury is people either love them or hate them. And yeah. so there's, there's definitely something where where for some readers there's a line beyond which you can't really go <laughs> and where things are like, all right, I'm willing to accept a guy with a big shark head running around being a badass. This is where I draw the line. This dude right here, that's <laughs> well, clearly I have no lines because you've never crossed them. 
As you say, if if Powerhouse is crossing a line, uh, how are you still reading the book? Yeah, I mean, he's not even like, like the top lines ten, cross left or right. <laughs> not even the top ten weirdest guys at this point. Not even close. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that was hitting on one thing. I mean. Let's talk about some of the dark stuff that happened in the book to just to kind of flip the script a little bit. I mean, the the attack on Maxine, um, that stuff got really, really dark. How was that going through in the book and drawing that? Like, was that kind of a struggle or did it, you know, was it something that you had planned to do? Was it a, how, how did that come about? Um, It kind of came about after I'd done the thing of her dying earlier and then heaven being just amazing yeah it was like i can't have her just have this death wish from here on out where it's like (laughs) yeah if i die it's gonna be nothing but us so uh it was like how can i make death now be terrible and so then it became well her her heaven or sort of heaven is the same thing now, but now it's horrific. So now she really wants nothing more than to stay alive. So just just wanting to flip that so so it wasn't just you know, yeah. whatever. And also I was just kind of going, where am I going with this for crying out loud? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. How does this end? I can't have this go like this forever. This is getting weird. <laughs> she is a complex character. And I mean, I feel like lately, too, she's kind of been boozing it up, and maybe that's a way to deal with it, you know? Um, yeah. But you've seen that in a bunch of issues now where she's kind of drinking too much. And yeah, that's been crazy. She's a, yeah, she's a character we can do stuff with. And and have I don't know if the word is fun but uh, explore like different ideas you know just just, I can do different things with her that I can't do with some other characters and she's a constant presence and stuff like that I I like to to play around with that I don't know but Yeah. yeah for a while there at the end of 240 was like now it's dark. It's it's terrible, and things are never going to be the same again. And, and then and then you go to the next issue, and you go. It's it's like you, it's like telling a joke, getting to the punchline, and then and then okay, now what are the chickens doing? Now that they're across the road, it's like shit. I've got to keep going with this. I'm not done with the chickens. I've got to keep. <laughs> You, you know, there's, there's, there is no ending to anything. It's all ongoing forever. And it's like the only closure to any of this shit is death. Yeah. And, and I don't want to kill her. So, you know, now you got to find some other place to go with her and what else can you do and what can the next step be and stuff like that. I think I it's like real interesting. Oops, sorry, go ahead, Craig. No, no, you go ahead, Raven. Go ahead. All I was going to say is I feel like um, Craig mentioned it. I mean, it was really like she's a super complex character, but it's the kind of stuff that, like, I don't think they would have the balls to ever, like, approach this kind of, like, a rape survivor kind of storyline in a mainstream corporate comic. 
And so it was just kind of like the whole time we're reading it, like just us as readers, we're like, holy shit, dude, like, how is this going to play out? Like, is this going to be like an, an enjoyable, like, how can this be entertainment? Like this kind of a terrifying like thing to have anyone go through. I think you did it. I think you pulled it <laughs> off. I mean, it honestly watching Maxine deal with it, you know, it, it, it has been, you know, I think think you handled things delicately yet also address shit head on i don't know yeah well there's definitely like uh, you know i danced around stuff in 240 a lot in terms of the visuals you know it's like i don't want to show i don't want to show rape going on in the book right i just like i just that's i really draw the line there that's that's really uncomfortable um, so, you know, you can show somebody about to get attacked. You can show somebody kind of after the fact is being like freaked out, but it's like, I, I don't, I don't find that. I, I find there's no pleasure for me in, in that at all. So, sure, you know, just, just uh, trying to be as tasteful as I can while she'll still making it obvious like look this terrible thing went on <sighs> yeah and then it, you know moving on <laughs> but I, I think with the thing with like Maxine that is kind of cool in the book is that she's got such a big presence and she goes through a lot of crazy situations and she doesn't have superpowers and she's not even a superhero she's not even like a superhero without power she's just a regular person and it helps also kind of ground the book on that side yeah. of things so i, I think it, it it definitely does need that and it, but she's really kind of surrounded by that sometimes i feel like the book is it has got one human being supporting character and it's like all right i maybe maybe need to do a, do a little more than that because that seems and this is a book where ordinary human supporting characters often have a rough time of it uh, yeah, so you're well, always worried about book, it when it started off that, that's all it was was normal human beings supporting characters because you know Dragon was part of a police force and that's right. all those guys were right you know? and all of his most of his girlfriends were regular humans yeah. and yeah, yeah. And then now it's, true. It's, now it's like, uh, you know, hey, here's my friend, Captain Tootsie. Well, he is a superhero. Hey, we've got a maid, but she's a robot. And <laughs> we've got, you know, four children running around, but they're all super powered. So, you know, I, I, I feel like at times, like, can I get a few more regular, regular people in here? And I've, I tried to do that with the that the party sequence early on and in when they just got to Toronto, but I didn't really glom on any of any of those characters very much. I kind of right. there's one or two that I figured featured a couple times. One of them was a friend of Maxine, and the other one was just like orange-haired, bearded dude. Yeah, dude. yeah, I remember that. I was just say he stands out. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, okay. And then you had neighbor Craig that got his arms ripped off. Yeah, neighbor Craig, who wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't, you know, very soon was 
not a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. Yeah, I mean, it does make it hard because you introduce superpowered toddlers and it's like, well, what do you expect them to do? And it can't be safe. And we see that with Maxine who's afraid to handle her own child because she could get killed. So it does make it hard to have like normal people around this family. Yeah. Walden Wang is rock solid as a human supporting <laughs> character. I think he's great. Yeah, except his house. His house didn't really survive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a regular normal guy, so I need to get him back in to to a degree. And there's other characters that I can I can start pulling in a little bit here and there. Get, get just just some regular folks. We need also to see, celebrate. Uh, Oops, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say celebrate that. You know, Walden Wang. You very much are practicing what you preach with, like, uh, you know, gay representation. Like, you know. I, you you constantly I saw people ask you like well how do you handle it Eric you know if you don't want safe space and snowflake what would you do and you're like well you just have the character just be in there and just be who they are and we didn't yeah. even know Walden Wang was gay till we met his partner and it's like oh okay yeah. well cool no big <laughs> deal no big deal moving along yeah oh that's I mean until it's mentioned like you know the the red haired guy with a beard. You know, until he mentions, uh, you know, a partner, you don't know. You don't know right. of any, anybody's orientation until you do. You know, when it becomes relevant, then it's relevant. You don't know about Mace until he kisses Super Tough. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> But yeah, you've been doing that for a while. I mean, way, way beyond, you know, way ahead of the curve there. So, well, it's also also just just having there there be uh, minorities and stuff in the book that you know other other titles they're sitting there, you know, making a movie going, oh, but we need a black character. Oh, I guess we better turn this guy into being a black guy. And it's like, yeah, or you could introduce. Minority new character, goddamn comic, and just keep them around, right? Yeah. You know, that makes know. too much sense. <laughs> yeah, come on, what's wrong with you? We we do need to, you know, speaking of the kids and stuff, we need to get at least another issue of the all kid action before they get too big. That was a fun yeah. issue. <laughs> Yeah, well, I want to do another one that that's all uh, double page spreads like that. I've got something in mind down the road that I want to do. I actually want to do one which is um, all, all Sunday funnies, but all sun, but all different Sunday funnies. So do like here's a double page spread that's in the style of peanuts. Here's a double page oh, spread yeah. style of you know Blondie. Here's a double yes. page. That's uh, really you know, you know, and just go through various strips. Um, Prince the real problem with it, just visually, is the comic book characters have such a distinctive silhouette that it it it's tough to draw them in some other style and have them look both like they're from that strip and look like the actual character. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like drawing Malcolm as Dagwood 
with, you know, making, <laughs> making sandwiches and stuff. It's like, can, can you even tell that he's a Dagwood guy when he's got Malcolm's build? <laughs> yeah. You can do it, Eric. True. I yeah, believe sure. in you, dude. That's going to be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I need to see the kids as, like, the family circus. <laughs> far side uh far side powerhouse <laughs> yeah well that, that would be that's, those are tough ones because those are one one panel yeah strips and it's like all right well how would i do a far side one as as a one pager i guess you could start as a page one could be family circus and just put it in a circle <laughs> And then <laughs> the last page would be some other. I would do like I would do like one page would have four of them, like four of those one yeah. panel strips. It's yeah. so much you could do. Can you see Beetle Bailey demonoids? <laughs> it's it's tough. It's tough to just thinking of all the different kind of strips there are and what okay what can you do? I mean, my when I was doing that. Calvin and Hobbes one. It's like really the closest thing was the lettering. (laughs) In terms of the way the characters were drawn, they didn't really look like they were straight up. No, and and yet it still reads that way. It's still, it's obvious like Calvin and Hobbes sort of inspired things. The vegetation, the trees and shit, the grass. The colored colored borders and stuff. Yeah, it was, you saw that and you knew. There's no denying it. It was cool. I really that that issue was a lot of fun. Well, I, I want to do more, and yeah, you know, and there's stuff stuff that you can do. And at this point, you know, Maddie can actually be part of that because now she's old enough to be walking and be trouble because she is walking and and stuff like that. So. You know, and also if if it's during the the, the COVID nineteen shit, those kids can go off on their own, and and uh, Maxine can't go after them really. I mean, I guess you could just put a big old mask on and and venture out, but you're not supposed to be doing too much of that. She's, she's like, oh, okay, not that important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can still get sick. You can still die. Uh, oh, that sucks. You know, still so. better than still better than being able to like survive in the vacuum of space and never die. That's that's the worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's not immortal, immortal. So it's like all right, and we don't even know at this point. It's right. just, it could just be like you know, three years into it. It's like it seems like I'm still getting older. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Get old yeah, forever. That's not been, great either. It's been diluted so much that you really, yeah, yeah. You mean this was supposed to be refrigerated before I gave it to you? Yeah. Craig, what's the running gag toilet paper? I know there's Boom Pow Tacos. What's the toilet paper when you really oh, got to wipe your butt? Yeah, when you really have to wipe, right, Eric? The the ad for oh, the toilet paper. <laughs> what what issue was that? Well, I was just thinking, toilet paper shortages, man. <laughs> when, when you're making your COVID nineteen, when jokes. you really, really, really have to wipe. 
Christ. Yeah, I don't, I'd have to come up with a Canadian equivalent. I was, actually, a. I was actually thinking of having um, them get a new neighbor Craig, but having it just be the Canadian spelling of neighbor. <laughs> it's just neighbor Craig. <laughs> it's like, really? Okay. <laughs> it just happens to look like the same dude. Yeah, here you go. Same happy demeanor and everything. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I've got to ask, what what made you decide to go the way you did with uh, Scourge in the end? To uh, to end that basically. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I. You know what I, I? It was I just didn't like his mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's as idiotic as that. As I going, there's no way he those. The lines coming from his eyes make him look like he's a little sad. And he, yeah, he's crying all like, the time. He doesn't look mean. He kind of looks like, oh, he's run off. It's like, oh, man. So, I don't know. I'm not, never, never say never, but there's, there's always workarounds to this stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, and it turns out he's able to come back to life because he's a villain. Villains <laughs> can do that. And people don't get so pissed off when villains come back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, at least initially it was like, God, I, there's something about his design that, that I'm, I'm not super into. I'll admit he's a little and busy. It, and he's, it's a little busy, and it's just like he's kind of. I was kind of thinking he could be a Green Goblin sort, and then I was, and then I was like, eh, I just don't think he's that cool. And <laughs> more, more than anything, it was just eh, I don't think he's so cool. And and if I want to do this, I can come up with a different uh, different way of doing it. So, oh well. That's hilarious because we were gushing over like what a badass we thought he was and how cool he looked. <laughs> Dude, check the Nobody tapes, say. listeners. Say, <laughs> check the tapes, listeners. We praise that costume design. Jim, I don't you know what you're talking pretend. about. You no. can't pretend you thought it was busy. You thought it was fucking awesome. Admit it. Hey, back then I had tact. Now I can be honest. <laughs> All right. Oh, bullshit. That first cover where he's just like, oh. Got to come up with a, I don't know. Beware of scourge. It was a crazy death, though. It was like, oh, Malcolm, you killed him. All right, let's cover this up. <laughs> that's, that's not cool. And, and I do have to say, that, 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 that idea that Malcolm may have murdered this guy actually, I think, could be a really cool concept to explore is, you know, is he going to get in trouble for this? Is he going to feel bad about it? Is it, you know, is he going to put a yeah. rift between him and Tootsie? Because Tootsie's was really messed up about right. it. <laughs> you you did kill a guy. I did not mean to kill a dude. We've joked, he just uh, wants to leave him and walk away. <laughs> just go up. <laughs> That's all I... We've yeah. joked that Malcolm's definitely the accidental murderer. Yeah, and... he is. He does accidentally murder a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Even after all this time, he doesn't seem to know his own strength. Yeah. Like, Oops. Oh well, that goes on. Cause that happened in in forty two, right? Two forty two. Didn't he kill uh, him, dude? There too. Two forty two. He. Oh no, he, he didn't. 
That was the act that God, the God killed the other dude. Yeah, yep, yeah. that God did it. <laughs> I'm a regular guy now, and I don't like this old man. Snap. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to punch you in the face, Malcolm. <laughs> God, I don't even remember this shit. I'm, I actually have to look through the comic to be reminded, like, oh, yeah, that's how I ended that. Uh, 2.42, I thought you killed Kevin. I was pretty pissed at you. We were all sad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just le- love seeing Kevin, you know, Thunderhead turn into this giant, like, intimidating, like, uh, minion to the claw. And now he's like Mr. Rogers, basically. I, I, I love that he just wears a sweater vest, like, all the time. <laughs> Don't let anyone like, tell you that it's lame, Eric. Sweater vests are in. <laughs> I, I mean, he's, when he started off, he was a dude who worked at a bank. Yeah. yeah. Like he was like this ordinary, like regular guy just doing his ordinary, regular stuff. You know, his dad was like, don't follow my path. And he was like, all right, <laughs> I won't follow your path. I'll just be a regular dude. And then it's like, oh, being a regular dude is tough. It doesn't work out so well. Especially when you have a skull for a face. <laughs> Didn't you, you give him like. By, uh... He got tamed by Cougar May. Yeah. And then we and we was, witnessed that he had lightning bolts on his butt cheeks, too. <laughs> the thing is, he really doesn't make any sense, if you think about him at all. Yeah. Is you go, his dad has invisible skin. What's going on with him? Because he <laughs> clearly doesn't. It's Does he have a blue skull underneath invisible skin how does that work he doesn't have yes. any lips how is he pronouncing certain words even? Nah, they're invisible lips you know i mean i mean <laughs> it's clearly he's got blue skin over the rest of his body so he's he's not like transparent like his dad was i met uh, do we ever see skull face like out of his armored was he just a skeleton no we've seen him before he changed the skull face and then his skin was just invisible right I mean, I know I've seen a picture of him as a human. But no, I, I, I'm, I'm saying if he's out of that out of that armor. We saw him oh. in a in a hospital bed after yeah. Frank yeah. pulled him up, and he was it's just tough. like a fucking wheezing wreck. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he was he was he was messed up. With his crazy <laughs> glowing eye, I think was that the one. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I miss old Skullface. I miss all kinds of characters who are just like, ah, oh, it would be cool to have ancient Mako walking around, being all like, <laughs> being all old and shit. Right? Yeah, we were saying that, hey, man, I know he was doing some funky stuff in Atlantis, so there's got to be, you know, son or daughter of Mako somewhere. Yeah, there, there certainly could could be that. <laughs> I, that. That was something I had had considered is at some point having like, Six of them show up. You're like, holy shit. The school of Mako. Yes. <laughs> yes. A hammerhead Mako. Yes. I love I loved in the Savage World when he showed up in that like crazy like seventies looking costume. <laughs> that was so cool. His little Mako super costume. Oh, so I miss that dude. We were talking about like on on the the Savage Dragon fan page on Facebook, like our favorite fight scenes in in the series, and I had to go with the the Mako 
old dragon prison fight, man. That <laughs> you know, Mako finally got his like his win, you know, before he got pulled off yeah. too soon. And he's just just a super <laughs> character. Uh, yeah, I agree. I liked him quite a bit. But <laughs> you, That's you know, life. It's like even the cool guys have to go. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. You know, I, I can't have it just be like everybody survives. Everybody's right. fine, or, unless you start killing cool guys occasionally. Um, th- then people just thinks everybody's invincible. Right, right. Well, we wouldn't kill him. He's too cool. Watch me. Right. And then Scourge <laughs> gets a fucking poke. He gets poked to death, and and I'm like, oh, what any cool character can die. <laughs> Chain Man. Uh, speaking of speaking of cool designs that uh, you know left us, they came and went like a hurricane. Chain Man, absolutely beautiful character, and that was an absolutely beautiful one shot. Uh, that was that was a that was a bitch. <laughs> I can imagine drawing I all those locks and nine chains. panels, all the lock drawings, yeah, was twelve panels. Oh, uh, twelve panels. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, let's do a twelve panel grid. That'll be fun. <laughs> like really yeah let's see how many chains you can draw because those, those are fun too <laughs> the dude is wrapped entirely in chains <laughs> you do have a knack for drawing the chains though man you drew some <laughs> badass spawn chains and stuff like that so it's definitely yeah. a strength of yours <laughs> Yeah, but good lord, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I like uh, Raven's story. Is that uh, you can tell it, Raven? I mean, or, oh, are you, you talking have... about the uh, commission? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, basically, Eric, me and Mark Wells are like we did consecutive Erie comic conventions, like Erie. Uh, and what was even funny is like, you know, Tom Scholey's there. Like we're, we're like talking Savage Dragon. It's, we're feeling the Savage Dragon-y. Like we met Rikus. Like he's got the Savage Dragon icon on his car. So I'm just nerding Who's, who's that? Rikus? Who's that? The fella who had like the Savage Dragon like fin logo on the leather bag. And like he <laughs> had it on his car. It was funny because like Welzer, Welzer tells me, he's like, dude, I saw savage dragon logo on someone's car out in the parking lot i was like oh we'll get him i was like we'll find him, I was like, we'll find him. he came up and like sure enough like we were drawing that jam pick he's like savage dragon i was like oh yeah there he is dude i was like that's the guy <laughs> but basically so we were doing that pinup or I, I tell every every year i'm like mark let's let's do a savage dragon jam picture and he's like yeah hell yeah let's do it so we do this like like thing and like we're going to drag in D fish and like Scott James and like we're just like having all these fin heads like work on this thing. I do the layout like the super rough shitty layout that everyone's going to draw very good over. And yeah. I'm like drawing the chain man. I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be a heavy hitter. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like chains going all throughout the entire layout. Boom dead Get dead the in the same dead. issue <laughs> <laughs> and like so we uh, had a he, thing Eric. Can, i can bring him back yeah, he's, he's not <laughs> he just went back to wherever he came from yeah. well just the funny I mean, thing was is scourge died next and so like as this pinup went on like all the characters <laughs> we had like they just kept getting killed yeah, yeah. 
That's, that's, how, it. that's, a that's how Savage Dragon do. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how this book works. It's like, yeah, <laughs> nobody's going to be in here for long. <laughs> Except for Buffalo Stew. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got a couple of questions from uh, listeners that we got off the uh, Facebook group that we thought we'd uh, ask you for them. Uh, mm-hmm. So this first one comes in from uh, James Hansen, and he asks, if you could go back it to 1992 and give your younger self some advice, what would it be? Uh, don't start over your numbering. Just go with the <laughs> shit. Just keep going, man. <laughs> what was the idea behind that was you didn't know if it was going to be successful or not? Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be successful and I'd lined up. I mean, when image started, I had, I had other work lined up. I was going to do a, a Nova had been approved as a mini series and I was going to do a Lobo mini series at DC. So I had stuff that I was going to do. And then Savage Dragon was super successful. Um, and the, the only reason I didn't have it be consecutive is because there was, there were those events that took place between the two issues and it seemed like it would be a kind of a rocky transition if you were reading those consecutively. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's got this girl who likes him down the hall. Next issue, she's dead and there's no explanation as to why she's dead. Whereas if there was a if there was a break and we know it took place in some other book and when it's collected it's something it's like i don't know i was just it just seemed like there there's too much stuff that took place between these issues to to really just have it be suddenly hey there's there's this character called she dragon that's roaring around that you've not been introduced to or whatever this took place in some other thing it just seems strange so it's like all right let's just do it but in retrospect, it would be like, I could be on issue. Maybe <laughs> yeah, 250 already. <laughs> I would have already been done my, my 250. I'd be on that. It would be stuck at, uh, at Diamond Distributor Warehouses right now. Yeah, I would have had it. At least 250 would have been out, right? I, I think we're. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it would have been out. Yeah. It would have been the last one. Yeah. It would have to be his big break between 250 and or something like that. How long uh, was the break between the miniseries and the regular series? I forgot. Like, Was it like six months or did you go? It was, it was months because there was – what did I do in between? It shouldn't have been months, but it was. I can tell you. Because I, I did a bunch of extra pages for when it was collected as a trade paperback. Gotcha. And then uh, I did the Dragon Megaton Man one shot. Right, right. So it was almost um, exactly six months. It was December to to June. Well, I mean, and in the middle of that was Dragon Megaton Man, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then so there's a trade, and then and then when it started up again in June, it was pretty solid for a little bit, and then I started. Started fucking up. I usually average about ten a year, seems like. So once once it starts getting monthly again, it'll be monthly for 
for a good long while, it looks like. Yeah, you'll have the, the, the extra big book out of the way, and then maybe have a few months of catching up with this, uh, this whole shutdown, so... Yeah, I really want to get to a point where I where I can finish an issue and then draw the cover afterward, rather than draw the cover before then. Because I'm I'm tired of of just being locked into something because of the cover, right? And I've done issues. I guess I've done issues in the past where the where the issue wasn't a hundred percent. But sometimes they're really not like this isn't this isn't happen at all like not even close and that's a little weird. So you're one of the few people that makes the cover match the guns. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, uh, it's funny that you're worried because like every other comic I buy, the cover has nothing to do with it. But I I do <laughs> like that you do that. I hate. I well, hate usually the covers. the covers are like, "Hey, it's Spider-Man on a brick wall," and it's like, "Oh, really? I hope he sticks to a brick wall." <laughs> <laughs> really excited about all that wall sticking. That's gonna be great. <laughs> I wonder if that was a reaction to the that type of issue where they didn't know what was getting put in and they needed to get the advanced copies out so they started doing because it. it just seemed like you know well, it just happened overnight it's, almost it's just being able to reuse shit and that was happening a lot is they would be going hey we're gonna we can use this on t-shirts and we can use this spider-man figure on the side of a kid's shoe and we can use this as a poster and we can kind of get this super cheap art that we can use all over the place and we just pay for it once and now it's everywhere. Yeah. And, and that's sort it, it's kind of a shitty thing to do to, to whoever drew it in the first place. But it's right. like, Hey, you drew this once and now it's everywhere. Tough shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And for a while your image was on the Marvel checks, right? Yeah. Right. It was on it for like 20 years. <laughs> when it was replaced, it was replaced with Mickey Mouse. So that's oh, when Disney bought it out, right? Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. That's <laughs> uh, and so, we, have... and one other question: Are we going to say something, Craig? No, I was going to ask you if I had another question. Just one other question. Uh, Dar Flint asks: uh, Do you ever think you will release a full color omnibus of Savage Dragon, preferably in hardcover? And I think we've talked about this before. It's really coming down to the coloring, right? Making it difficult. Yeah, it's come down to the coloring and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if I start doing an omnibus thing, how many of those am I going to be able to get out before people will go, all right, we're not buying that anymore. Yeah, right. It's like how typically the sales on those things is issue one, they sell a million copies of issue two and sell way less. Half and then issue three, yeah. issue three, it's not worth publishing at all. Yeah. There's a lot and of, there's a, there's a lot of omnibus series out there that start and then stop. And then, yeah, yeah. it's tough. And especially it's with like, a series as long as yours is just, how would you even do it? Like, they're, they're not going to all be in, in print, you know? So it's like, I guess, the best I may be able to do would be to go, let's do 
something akin to the Savage Dragon archives in color and just have those be bricks. Right. You can just go, okay, there's going to be a chunk of these in, in everyone. And when we don't have uh, nice, beautiful files, we're just going to scan in the comics and make them look as beautiful as we can make them look and clean them up as much as we can clean them up. And sorry, but that's <laughs> how that works. Cause there's, there's no way to recreate some of the coloring on some of those. Cause it's, it's just so involved and yeah. to, re- to recolor it with a different colorist. It'll look really weird and out of place. Right. And to try and match it is is nearly impossible. And I, I, I feel that even if, if that's all you did was scan the pages and repro- reproduce them as well as you can, I think that's enough for some people, for most people, really. They just want a, yeah. a chunky volume in color because apparently black and white is yeah. frowned upon. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'd like to. I'd like to do, uh, you know, but it's like how many issues is too many? Because I know they did those big chunky books at one point with, you know, Invincible, where it's like, okay, we're putting, I don't know how many issues they put in those things. Well, not 50, like 48 issues. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there was definitely and one that like, long. And That's too much. I, I mean, who's reading those things? It's, think- they're so big. You have to sit them yeah. on a table. If you're sitting them on, trying to read them on the growler, they're going to dig a trench in your leg. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like you're going to sit in bed and read that thing with that weight on your stomach. That's no good. <laughs> There's just no good way to read some of these books. You know, unless you're like, I'm going to put this out on the library table. You put it on your lectern <laughs> and you turn the pages. <laughs> I bought with that. Like um... this Spider-Man omnibus they did at my my stuff it's like this is that seems like that's enough that's yeah, a big I, is that the epic collection or is that one of the uh is that standalone no, the omnibus it was an omnibus yeah it's an omnibus. yeah yeah they did one that was i don't know how many pages they don't even number the pages uh it's a ton but it's pretty awesome actually yeah, <laughs> yeah. do they have like a chapter thing like I mean, it's all your Amazing Spider-Man and all your uh, Spider-Man Does it, is and, it, and the additional older stuff. Like, what's the name of the book? Like, what's it called? It's called uh, Spider-Man by David Michelinie and Eric Larson. Spider-Man, and it says Spider-Man uh, Omnibus. Yep. But I, I think if you look it up as Spider-Man by Michelinie and Larson, I guess. The cover is the cover from Spider-Man 23. Yep. So it's like Spider-Man and Ghost Rider and Deathlock and the Hulk's hand. <laughs> Reed's face. <laughs> just, <laughs> just his face is smashed over the side. Oh, yes. Here we go. Yeah, it is, it's a hardcover. This was a 888-page book. 888. I let, those omnibuses though, I have those and all the Kirby ones. Those aren't too bad, but some of them are insane. So, I bought the did, Eric. Did you get the the King Kirby like that giant one? Yeah, 
I, yeah, man, it's I I opened it up twice and I'm like I can't touch this anymore. It's but just gonna like break those, or something. With, with books that with hardcovers that big, it's got the stitched spine, right? So they, it should lay pretty flat, right? In theory, well, <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. no. Yeah, it's just nowhere to lay it, it, it though. It, it it's does, just too but big. it's just too goddamn big. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, I gotta put this on the floor to read it. I don't wanna lay on the floor and read. Uh, what am I gonna do? Clear off a whole tabletop? Like yeah, my whole dining room table? <laughs> what am I, an eight year old? <laughs> You're an eight year old. I'll sit on the floor and read. Yeah. It's like, as an adult, it's like, nah, I'm, I'm a grown up man. I'm not sitting on the floor reading my book. Get all spread back, out. My back. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this thing, 808. So that's what, that's like 44 issues approximately at 20 pages. Uh, that's, that's still a, that's a chunk. Yeah, it's tipping the scales. It's tipping the scales. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> at what point does it become so unwieldy that it's, that it's just it's 17 issues? No, no. Useless. 37 issues, I think. Based yeah. on what I'm reading, and you're saying the invincible ones were like 48. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but those are so- those are softback, I think. Yeah. Yeah, those are softcover, and they're they're big old brick. Yeah. Wow. Also, they they do need to have a sewn spine, especially if you start because the the problem is is those double page spreads. If you got a glued spine oh, and you're yeah. way in the middle of the book, it just eats. You just lose. You lose so much. I mean the, yeah. the the dragon Savage Dragon archive books in black and white, some of those double page spreads are like, Well, this is a mess. You can't read it. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, it's it's unfortunate that should have read the issues, yeah, bitches. It is kinda yeah. why the com the or the comic book format is in some way superior because it can lay flat and you can get those double page spreads that you just can't get in a graphic novel. Yeah, plus you can do letters pages and backups and funnies and all this kind of wacky shit that you can't do otherwise. I mean, I like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. When we do the when we do our retro reviews of old issues of Dragon, one of the my favorite parts of it is looking at the old ads and what was going on and what was coming out at that time. It's that's something you can't replicate either. Yeah, and it, I mean, and even now you go, you get to the end of it, an issue, and it's like, oh, it's now it's, you know, P.J. Holden drawing jungle action. <laughs> All right, <laughs> like, are we ever going to see Dragon again? Yeah, here he is fighting pigs. <laughs> like, how did uh, how did that come? Yeah, about, how did you get in way? touch with him? Seems like an old people. Uh, people just contact me and be like, hey, if you ever need a backup, and it's like. Because right. PJ's a real pro. I've been following his career for like 20 years now. And because he, he does a lot of stuff in 2000 AD, that British uh, anthology man yeah. comic. And he's been in that for ages. And he's he's been one of my favorites for years. So it was really cool when he showed up in Dragon. Yeah, it's just he's, the guys will, will materialize and be like, hey, I, I, if you ever need anybody. And generally how I, I do is I do it like a, Make a wish foundation kind of thing where I'm like, all right, what what would be your wish list? What would you want to draw if it were completely up to you? What characters would you Feasel. want to appear? In? And I will I will write a story for you. 
And did he actually pick Fiesel? Uh, he, picked, <laughs> he picked Dragon. He just wanted to draw a traditional dragon. Did he pick Fiesel? God, I just he Fiesel, that would be something. <laughs> what was beautiful about- is it really sort of fulfilled that, like, when Dragon died, we everybody was like, well, you know, he can always appear in, like, backups and flashbacks. And then, God damn, what a backup flashback it was. <laughs> it just delivered. Yeah, kind of stuff. <laughs> is that, um, yeah, I think it was issue 243, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, but uh, Camille Kochansky, he did the, the Super yeah, Patriot. Yeah. That guy was amazing. He reminded me of like Dennis Cowan or, you know, some of that stuff he did with like Deathlock. When I saw that right away, I was like, wow, this guy, is he, a, is he a pro? Is he like, where did he come from? Again, just some random guy, guy who, who contacted me. And He's got chops. Yeah, I thought his stuff was, was really cool. I like his stuff a lot. Like, that, was oh. a cool, uh, that, that was a cool issue. And that was one thing, I, actually, I wanted to touch on that I didn't talk to you about. Was we were kind of laughing, but it, it's funny how hard you what you how you write super patriot and mighty man's relationship like super page is really hard on a nine-year-old girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah take it off kid (laughs) just murdered a hundred demons you know you got this (laughs) (laughs) snap out of it And then, uh, you know, the other thing we saw that I wanted to touch on was um, you had posted a picture of, I think it was a splash page, um, featuring um, Captain Marvel for, like, that DC crossover that kind of fell through the cracks. But it looked like it almost happened. You know, I think, you know, Liefeld and you, and I don't know who else, like, from Image was going to do, we're going to do a crossover. They'd asked a few of us. Um, and I was like, fuck, I'll do it. I don't, I don't care. You know, I I have characters I like over there. Sure. Put me down for some of that. And then it didn't. And then there was a lot of pushback within image from people going, yeah, we shouldn't be giving DC a a big book. Push. They're going to have. Yeah, whatever. It's true. In a way, they would get more of the rub than you guys probably would have. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Still would have been cool. It to still see would have been very Marvel. cool. Yeah, yeah. It looked like we were going to get uh, Gator and Maneater reappearance too on that page, which yeah. I'm kind of bummed about. <laughs> oh well, I'll just have to uh, retool that as something. Yeah, just put Captain. But then I saw, there. I saw the article with uh, McFarlane kind of pushing out the idea of doing some kind of company crossover to kind of kickstart things after this whole pandemic. Has anything been mentioned to you or? Uh, he, he did call me and we were just talking about just various things, but I, yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten anything super concrete as to, okay, what exactly? Right. Uh, but it's it's tough because it's like okay, well, when when are people working on this? Are they working on this right now during this 
this period. Um, right. When you're probably catching up. You know, it's work. Like, yeah. It's like, I'm finally getting over to pull ahead a little bit. This is all right for me. And, <laughs> and they're, they're like, Oh, you guys should put out a bunch of stuff that's just digital during the pandemic. It's like, you know, that that stuff doesn't appear immediately. Right. So we actually have to create those comics. Yeah. Um, so by the time all those comics, you know, made up those characters, created the storyline, drew those stories, by the time you get all that shit done, oh, look, they're, they're opening up the stores again, and you're no farther ahead on your comic. I got a suggestion. How about you guys surprise us by finishing up Image United? That would be something great. Oh, that would be kind no, of hard. Yeah. Especially when, when young Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Just erase wow, all the bad rocks. That. Just leave a big space where they used to be. Just replace it with profit. Legally impossible. It, that's the yeah, one thing to come out of that. that. Yeah, that's the one thing to come out of that whole like debacle. I was like, well... At least that ends all the Image United questions. Yeah, well, it's like, oh, we, we yeah, so legally you... we can't do that. And uh, so that's awesome. And we can't even collect the three issues that we did, Ugh. I think. God damn it. Well, I, I, will, I will tell you, they're still available to buy on Comixology right now. They Unlike the rest of the uh, Liefeld stuff, you can still buy those ones. No, maybe there's... I'm not sure how that. Yeah. I'm not sure how the legalities of it work. Because, I mean, as yeah, far as I'm strange. concerned, I, I can re- reprint everything that has Savage Dragon in it. Whatever. Right. If he wants to, if he wants to sit there and go, well, I, I still want to put out this out of the other thing. I mean, I, I've got issues of Dragon that have Young Blood in it. It's like, right. Yeah, I'm I'm still going to reprint those things because, yeah. whatever, you know. I mean, the, I, I was. The the permission I was given was permission forever, so that yeah, doesn't right. that doesn't end just because somebody bought this, right? You know, um, Craig done. mentioned the McFarlane interview, and I basically wanted to just really quick like ask. So like Todd gives his Forbes like a plan of attack where like all four image Dark Horse, Marvel, DC make one announcement, do some digital issues, then have crossovers. What I was just going to ask is, imagine, I wanted to basically hear your version. Like, if you were God, you were in charge of everybody, what would be your singular plan of attack for things? I don't have one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> get our comics, uh, just deal with my own shit. <laughs> I mean, the, the problem with, with all this ambitious shit mm-hmm. is that people still have to do the goddamn work. And when when you start dealing with, hey Marvel and hey DC, they're they're not fast and and loose and easy. It's oh we got to bang out a contract for that shit. Yeah, you know it's like when I when we did the Dragon Superman thing, that was a contract that needed to be nailed down. I couldn't start just making that comic the next day when I was super excited about it it was we got to do this contract and that's going to take a long time and so they're sitting there going and getting this contract done and six months later you're like 
all right, you can finally start working on this comic now. And it's like, man, I was I was horny for that six months ago. Yeah, I don't get anymore. <laughs> you know, and that, and that's a problem. Is you gotta hit people up when they're when they're super excited to do stuff because you lose that. Right. That go away. Like, you know, at various times, I've wanted to do all kinds of stuff that I never, that I didn't do, you know? And it's like, oh, we're going to get into this discussion and blah, blah, blah. And then like when, when Dragon 222 was coming up, I was really wanting to get a Turtles crossover for that one. Right. So it's like, we did it in two and 22. How awesome would it be doing if he shows up in two, two, two? It's like, oh, this would be cool. And then they're like, oh, we're doing a crossover with Batman at the same time, so we don't want to do that right now. But talk to us in a couple of years, and it's like, yeah, now I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe for issue 2,222. Yeah, right? I mean, at this point, it's like, yeah, I'm... If the turtles never show up, I'm I'd totally be fine with that. So, oh well, <laughs> you got know, to You got to trap people while they're while they're still enthusiastic about stuff. That's that's when they're most likely to get something done and do a good job of it. Was there was there ever any mention with a Marvel crossover or anything? No, with I never. Dra- with Dragon, no. I mean, even I was uh, when I was talking with about doing the the the, the Marvel stuff. Uh, it was I was saying at one point, I like, you know, how, how about we do stories where I, I mean, because there was that issue where of Spider-Man uh, team up where Robert just had Invincible crossover. Yeah, right. And that was pretty amazing. And uh, so I was like, why don't we just do that with Dragon? Like, I'll do one-shots of Savage Dragon meets the Hulk, Savage Dragon meets Spider-Man, Savage Dragon meets... And we'd just do, like, six of them. And then I would have six months' worth of Marvel stuff. You guys could put out a Savage Dragon trade paperback that you own and could use forever. And my character could get a little bit more exposure. And they just were like... Uh, we're not having it. Hmm. It's like, yeah. all right, <laughs> we don't have to do this. Killjoys, they fucked it up. That yeah. would have been great. But, you know, I'll, I'll make that made that scene. I, you know, contacted DC about the same thing, and they're like, they weren't having it either. So it's like, you know what? I don't, I, I don't need you. I can continue to do my comic on my own. Um, and I do. So it's like. All right, or I could not do anything for you ever, and that's like that could work too. It's weird because yeah. DC's really into crossovers right now with other companies. So, well, you almost had it. I mean, it seemed like yeah. it at one point. Yeah. The Superman, the Superman Savage Dragon crossover is pretty excellent, though. I I do enjoy the team they used on the DC side. I mean, there's a lot of times where I'm not the keenest on other teams. I just, I don't know. But but I just think that they did a great job and 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 got a good feel for the character. I don't know how much input you had on that, but they got the oh, seemed God. like they got the proportions <laughs> right. And, yeah, yeah. I, I pretty, 
pick those guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, here's the dudes I'd have doing. All right. <laughs> Excellent. You guys are great. So, yeah, that worked out really, really well for on my end. So cool. Uh, <laughs> you guys have anything else you want to hit on? or No, I think we covered everything. Yeah, you got some stuff I want to say real quick. Oh, Just one thing. Go for it. That's, and then you're done. The fin uh, rip in 247. Oh, forgot about that. I've been waiting. Could, first of all, how yeah. dare you? <laughs> but second we, of all, we just wanted to say it is goddamn mind blowing that you could be doing this book for 23 plus years and have some shit that has never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I That's haven't it. really done that much Finn stuff when it comes down to it. No, you know? no. It's like, that, is that thing rigid? Is it bendy? Is it what? Yeah, I think there was one panel where it kind of like bent when he was like sitting in a car or something. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen that before. <laughs> Sometimes it gets a little ragged when he's in an explosion, but that's about it. Yeah, but to get it torn completely off. Um, we didn't really touch on 247, but the the demon, the what was he the demonoid king or demon prince king. or king? Yeah. king? yeah, he's a pretty cool. Like, I seem like the the demons are kind of generic, you know, and they come and go. But this this one demon prince is pretty freaking badass. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed his, his appearance. Such a bitch to draw. Those thing. They look like, awesome. Uh, yeah, I think next time I draw that guy, I gotta make like a little little model of his head and and twist those things just so that when I'm turning it around, I can get him at the right angle. Yeah, they kind of get that inverted curve to him, right? So that's got to be a pain uh, to keep straight every they, time. They they wrap around. I'm sitting and I drew the left hand side, and it's like trying to draw the other side. And I'm like, oh wait a minute, which part's the front and which part's God damn it. <laughs> well, Malcolm did bust them off, so there's yeah, nothing saying they have to off. grow back. <laughs> yeah, I figure they they'll they'd grow back just like you know, Malcolm's got shit that grows back, so it was an awesome tip for Tat. Like Malcolm broke the horns and then he ripped the goddamn fin out. And I was like I was like, Yes, it's never happened. <laughs> well, we're all hoping next issue he's gonna look like Paul Dragon. <laughs> yeah, that Paul Dragon look. That's, that's <laughs> I do really enjoy the color, the coloring, you know, that Nico's like the texture coloring that seems like as of late. I don't know how many issues has been going on. Maybe it's going for a while, but the past three issues, it's really popped like the, the different. Yeah, like, we keep trying like, different texture. stuff. It'll be like, you know, you try this. This approach for a couple issues. For we did, we were doing kind of a flat thing for a bunch of issues, and then just keep, keep switching it up. Yeah, I, I, you know, you just try not to have it be so monotonous, and it just seems like oh, it's the same thing over and over and over. It's like oh, let's mess with this. Have some fun with that. I like no. it. Yeah, we've definitely been mentioning a lot, like the, the issue where um, Scourge dies when they're looking down the the pit and stuff. Just the coloring of the skies, and I don't know. It just it just he's been he's just been killing it on colors. It's 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 been enjoyable. 
and, yeah. and Farron Farron's lettering is still like that was the other thing we were talking about when we were reviewing the Captain America book. I feel like on Savage Dragon, you guys are able to nail the digital lettering so that it doesn't look like stickers on top of a page. Like you guys have really, you know, done a bang up job making it look organic. Yeah. And then um, you see that and you're like, huh, yeah, I didn't quite pull that off here, did they? Yeah. And they were like, they were kind of going, oh yeah, we're going to try and make it look like old school lettering. It's like, God, you, this is so far from old school lettering. <laughs> just, you missed it so much. Yeah. And, yeah. There's, I'm, I, I don't want to start ragging on that. The coloring printed way darker than, than it looked when I was getting it sent to me in, um, you know, as JPEGs. And when I saw yeah. it in print, it was like, holy shit, some of this is printing so dark, you can't even see that there is a background there. Ooh. Yeah. It's not good. The underground stuff. Basically, I mean, everything else was okay, but the underground stuff was super saturated. I, I haven't seen it in print, so I I only know it with a backlight and look look fine to me. Oh, Jim? okay, yeah, yeah, it looks it looks all right on the screen when you when you have it as a in print thing. There were like ten pages throughout that were like, oh <laughs> man, that's that's too dark. That's not good. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things, and you've been doing it a lot lately, is having like the foreground characters with like their mouths open and like teeth and tongues in like the corner of the page. Uh, which yeah, is there was fun. this huge one right on the left hand side. There was like, <laughs> yeah, and he called it as part of the background. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird shaped rock right there. Yeah, yeah, but I love those. You've been doing those a lot, like demonoids doing it and stuff like that, like. It's, it's so fun when those characters are like popping right out front like that. It's it's cool yeah, I stuff. Like, I like it. it. Gives it gives the page some 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 depth. You yeah, know, it just doesn't seem like everything's flat. I like that. I'm doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Uh, well, I think that's it. you guys I'm have done, anything dude. else? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You're I right. mean, I. We're going to have to talk again after 250, which hopefully not too far from now, but I mean, yeah, I hope we're not. I, I, I mean, I, I know it's, it's a tough time because yeah. it's like, we can't all just suddenly go outside as though it's fine now. Yeah. It, it's going to be until there's a vaccine, it's going to be rough. I mean, even if we do get to go back to our lives, probably three months later, we'll be back inside again. For at least yeah. the next year and a half, it's going to be in waves. I feel so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what they would they the thing is they have tests now. So what they should just do is just go. We're just going to test every fucking person on this planet or on in this country. Yeah. We're just going to go and methodically test every person. If you've got it, you're quarantined. The rest of us can go out and. Uh, you know, and that's and then we're just gonna stifle it that way. Yeah. You know, because then, then three weeks, it's it, we're done. If, yeah. If and... you test everybody, you know, but it, the the problem is you've always got that one guy who who's. You know, my so, freedom. You can't one, take my one freedom. selfish person is it? That, that's yeah, what zombie movies so teach us. We're always doomed yeah, by the right? one selfish person. It's like, 
everybody gets to be that one asshole who had, had the zombie bite and doesn't want to keep <laughs> it God damn it. As somebody who's still working, I can tell you guys the sad truth is there are so goddamn many more than one asshole. There, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. No, oh, there's, there's, so, there's so many. I've there's dealt so with many. so many people. So no, many like, people I, like I say, I'm looking out at, at a park right now, and there are people walking by and just jogging by each other as though, oh, this is, we're fine. Yeah. I'm like, you're, you're six inches away from me. Get the fuck out of here. I saw a guy sneeze right into an ATM and then just keep using it. I saw a guy chewing his goddamn nails. I saw a guy drop something on the sidewalk and pick it up and eat it. I mean, it's been, I've seen people like they get, well, you're getting people pissed off at your work, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, they get fear. Like the, the things that you ask them to do, like we have the spots on the floors where you stand and you're six feet apart. They've been measured. I literally measured it. Everything's six feet apart. And like, they, they, you have people that like actively are like angry that you're asking them to do shit that is for their protection. Because if you think I'm exposed to like shit tons of people all the time, if anything, I'm gonna get you sick. But when you ask them to stand back, they're like, <laughs> "Okay, buddy, I don't have it." And I'm like, "I know." Just like the flu. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. You just get sick. That's all. And I'm like, "That's not just. That's not all. Like, <laughs> there's yeah, mass I, graves in New York." <laughs> And it's not just about you. <laughs> yeah, it's not you. Anyway. It's nuts. It's nuts. It is. Yeah. I just I just fear for the, the comic shops and the industry if this thing lasts too long. And it's making small business owners. Is it, because I'm drawing an issue where it's like, hey, it's the 250th issue and we're sheltering at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. That's not cool. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> Ken chosen one spread coronavirus? <laughs> what I want to do is, is have, like, the comic book guys, you know, like, they're saying, okay, what do you got for your 250th issue? It's like, yeah, we're at home. We can't, I can't leave. And they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, Are you, did you have to cancel any conventions or anything that, that you had planned? or? Uh, I hadn't committed to a bunch of conventions, so I it was – no, I, I really haven't. There were some that, that, were, that I was going to go – where I was talking to him about going to uh, Sacramento. And when it was getting close to, this, to the convention, at that point, the – the COVID stuff was just starting to kick in and my wife was going, yeah, I don't want you to go. I don't, I just don't, want, I just don't want this happening. And so yeah. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna pull out on this thing and not, you know, just let the, let the people know, Hey, I'm, I'm not going. And by the time the actual show rolled around, I don't think they even had it. No, probably not. Like it's, we, we can't do this now. Um, and now a bunch of them are getting canceled and it's like, well, how, how are you going to do any of this stuff? You're going to have a New York comic con this year. No, you're not. No, right no, now. The, no, isn't not. the, the Javits center, like, a like a temporary hospital shelter or something like they've got all sorts of beds in yeah, there. But, I mean, the convention is in October or November, which is yeah, like, yeah. this is a long time from now. 
That's but true. You're not going to have a vaccine by then. No, you're not. Yeah. So you're going to have crowds of people and no vaccine, and you're going to have people coming from all over the country? Yeah, think, and everyone's to, shaking to cr- hands. To and, crowd together in, in no to no space between anybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that place, when it's full, that's, that's elbow to asshole. Yeah, you well, can, and everybody's touching comics and, and flipping yeah. through. and It's, like yeah, the, it's yeah. the worst possible thing you can possibly do. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's a super bummer. I mean, I hope we get some kind of, you know, uh, fix for this because yeah. it's going to really well, affect a lot of if stuff. If they could just come up with a treatment to drop the death rate, that would probably be enough. But uh, as of now, yeah. there's nothing. You just got to avoid it. But it's a bummer. You want to promote comics and and you know, I'm sure with 250 around the corner, it'd be nice to do conventions and promote that you got 250. And I, it doesn't seem like that it's going to be possible. Well, but I don't know when stores are going to be open or if stores will even be there by the time we get there. Right. Right. You know, how long can, can this happen? Can they hold out? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I guess people are being, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's the whole situation messed up. I mean, what are you doing? I'm paying rent on a space that I can't use. You know, you're supposed to be providing me with a usable space. I can't even sell my wares here. So why am I paying rent for this? At the same time, you are taking up space. Yeah, and that and owner probably is paying a lease or something. You know, what? That's a mess. Yep. Oh, and I just heard that the 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 small business grant money is kind of dried up now that they were giving out the the interest free or whatever. Yeah, they yeah they under today. under underestimated demand on it. I assume so they didn't fund yeah. enough. So good times. Yeah, <laughs> uncertain. Yikes. Super happy, super fun, awesome ending. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> on that. Note, so I'll go this is life, man. Goddamn, we're fucked anyway. No, anyway, really... the next mission looks like it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, so the real question becomes, okay, if this goes six months, do we all sit here and go, okay, we're just never going to put comics out? For, I mean, how many stores are going to be left if this goes six months? Yeah, you'll have, they'll, they'll have to the be consideration. Maybe. But that's yeah. not. But that, would that be enough if if your mile highs in your midtowns are your only retail outlets? That that is un unworkable. Yeah, that's unworkable. It's completely unworkable. And then and but going, hey, let's just ha- put out everything digitally. That's not so great either because those numbers are not good. I mean, if all the comic, right. book, so, comic book stores went away, it might help boost them. But that's not. But I have a hundred people would walk away too. That's what I told. I, I had this argument with other creator, another creator, and I told him. I said, "Look, man. I said, you know, you can't act like digital's the magic wand to fix the problem." I said, "As a guy that's been doing web comics for over twenty years, digital is not the magic bullet you think it is. If it was, it would have been already by now. Everyone yeah. in the world has a computer in their pocket, in terms of their phone." It's not like they all just started magically reading digital comics. Like, print still matters. Print still matters. And also, that shit is so easily to pirate. Yeah. 
Yes. I, mean, I, can go, I can go on sites right now and read every Marvel comic ever published, ever, and yes. my comic, and everything. Right. And it's and it's like if if I'm if a comic is is three ninety nine for a digital comic, which is heavily locked down and restricted, or I can go to this site and read it for free. Free is way better deal. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the fool who still pays for this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, once iTunes became super uh, easy and super, you know, and it, and it was cheap, and it was like, all right, ninety nine cents. I, I guess I'm not going to go chasing all over creation for this thing that I can get for ninety nine cents. That's that a much make- better quality. Yeah, yeah, and it's much better quality and whatever. But comics, it's like this is the exact same thing. There is no difference. Yeah, right. So I say there's still going to be the collectors that want the issues and want you know. I mean, what are you going to have to sign at a convention? You know, a a tablet. Raven's chest. It'll be be vinyl early on because there's always those those weirdos who still like their vinyl. And then suddenly it's like, oh, now there's a resurgence of vinyl because a bunch of people are going, yeah, I guess this shit really did sound better. And there is something aesthetically pleasing about taking out a record, the ritualness of it. You know, and, it's just, and uh, yeah, the, the feeling is it's not it's not throwaway. Like you got to take time with it and enjoy it, you know, like almost like a physical thing. We'll get there with comics where it's, where it's like I like the physicality of a printed comic book um so are we going to suddenly have those at you know at conventions where you'll go to a conventions like i haven't seen a comic book now in 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 months but i go to a convention and there's todd mcfarland with the last six issues in print and i can buy them all as as this nice set and just get all the back issues i've been missing yeah, you know, maybe so. Maybe print is, you know, we we just bring our print with us as you would bring anything else, and that becomes this thing. It, it fucking blows for those of us who have the existing ritual of going out to the comic shop, you know, browsing the physical shelves. I've been exposed to so many things walking through the shop that I had no fucking clue existed until I laid eyes on them. I found yeah, some well, of my same. favorite books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the the store owner going, you know, I yeah. read all this stuff. Yeah. I got it the day before. I've been reading all night. <laughs> These are the books that are awesome. And you totally yeah. got to check this thing out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I, you just gotta go how long is how long can we wait this thing out I just don't know yeah it's like bizarro it's so strange yes it's, it's it well it's a once in a well it's more than once in a lifetime this is unprecedented uh, so yeah. it's hard to even predict what's gonna happen because this just has never happened before well, it's been it's been a good hundred years, right? Um, so you know, <laughs> right, right. But that was a hundred years ago, and these things rip through through communities. But the thing is, 
you know, now we've got people able to travel the world. We yeah. weren't able to do that a hundred years ago. So well, that's great. I was I was in Hong Kong and Tokyo in January, right while this was happening in China, and had no idea. You know, I was thinking it's, you might have been to blame for this. I thought yeah. so. <laughs> we were, you should have died. But yeah, you're right. I mean, people just move around so fast now that it just goes so quickly. You know, a hundred years ago, we wouldn't know if this was ravaging China. Now it's like, you know, a month later, here it comes. Yeah. And, and yeah, there we are. It's like this stuff can, then it would have spread in waves. It's like, okay, China is done with this. And now it's coming over on, with some asshole on a boat. <laughs> I damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the new world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh well, you know, you just like I—I I just don't know it's, how long this is going to be, what it's going to take. What? So there's a lot of uncertainty, but I'm still making comics. So goddamn right. And that's not going to stop. That's just going to be my daily ritual from from here on out. And at some point, these will be in print. Sweet. We'll we'll be here waiting for him. Yeah, yeah we'll be there, man. You've got us. We're waiting. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Eric. I really appreciate your time. Um, All right. You always, you always been uh, great to us. And talking to you guys on. again. And uh, we'll hit you up when uh, 250 comes out and uh, t- talk about that shatter uh, sense shattering issue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look forward to that. All right, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Yep. Yeah. All right. We'll do. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.